0: There's guys out there that are charging two, three, four, five times what their existing MSP was charging, and they're still stealing the deal from them.
1: Am I right on that? No, that's right. Most of our upgrades have been probably 400% in what we were charging before. Yeah, Yeah, that's great.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of your favorite actually your favorite podcast building a profitable msp i am your host chris weiser here with one of my clients today michael Royball. we were just were talking about how to pronounce his name i was like how do you do that he's like i screwed up sometimes too good to see you michael how you doing buddy
1: i'm doing good thanks chris
0: we got a beautiful winter day here in austin texas uh you are in colorado what do you got today talk to me
1: it's about uh, 29 degrees today. It's a little frigid, but uh, no snow. So that's good. Oh,
0: that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, it's uh, 76 degrees here. <laughs> so, I'm really like, this work outfit, full t-shirt, shorts, the full deal. So, okay. So uh, we got, I think, a really cool episode for you guys today. Uh, we've been doing a good amount of, of our clients kind of talking about their success stories. And, and Michael's a pretty unique one because he was, and I'm going to let you tell a good chunk of your story here, but I'm going to kind of lay the baseline. Michael was a break fix MSP, and you were 100 break fix, correct?
1: That's correct. Um, we had one, we had one client that we were a subcontractor for. Um, it was more like a, like a sign gig job almost because they were not we were not providing MSP services, but I was the full time on call for them. Yeah. Uh, but on the side, we were building up the break fix side of our business for for quite a while.
0: Okay, so uh, and that's you know so up until what, three years ago, I think you said. You were 100% break fix. Correct. Okay. And now you've positioned yourself, obviously named IT Colorado, but talk about where you've positioned yourself and what your business looks like three years later, coming from zero managed services, 100% break fix. And then some of the maybe some of the challenges you actually were just kind of talk where you are now. And then I want to get into a couple of questions because you got some great challenges that I want guys to learn from.
1: So, so. where we're at today. Um, we're probably 95% uh, managed services with cybersecurity, our break, fix, our computer store. Um, it's probably, you know, one to 5% of our revenue. And honestly, we don't even really advertise it anymore. We're just, we get walk-in traffic through Google Mm -hmm. um, and if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I really don't put a whole lot of stress into that part of our business any longer.
0: Well, you went from... In three years, you went from, I didn't even know this going into this call. This is awesome. Uh, You went from 100% break-fix to almost 100% fully managed plus cybersecurity.
1: Yes. So just one caveat I want to throw into there is at the time when I joined this program, um, I was doing some subcontract work for a client down in Denver. Um, They were a 10-year-old client. Um, I had started with them hourly break fix and really it kind of turned into a full-time job yeah so we were losing that client when i came across your program in 2021 so $150,000 a year client and i knew that we had to do something at that time if we wanted to stay afloat because that was a lot of money they were half of our revenue
0: yeah so did you end up keeping them or are they gone or what ended up happening with them
1: they are gone Um, we lost them out to a national it provider because they were purchased
0: Okay. So, um, so obviously your expediency uh, or or choice, you know, decision making process with working with us has worked. I didn't really know your numbers till today. Do you mind saying uh, where you're at MRR wise? Uh, If you don't want to, that's okay. I understand.
1: So, right now we're at about 22,500 MRR.
0: So in three years, went from 100% break, fix to 22,500. That's pretty solid. How big is your market? What city are you in? I know IT Colorado is a big, you know, it kind of makes it sound like it's the whole state, but where are you guys at?
1: We focus our services to Northern Colorado. Um, I live in a town called Loveland and we are about 80,000 people here.
0: I'm going to look where Loveland is here on my phone. And I know we were talking a little bit in the green room. Uh, about some expansion ideas that just I had. Uh, you have t- a couple of cities around you. What's that look like?
1: So we got uh, the city of Fort Collins. I believe they have a population of about 150,000. Yep, yeah. Greeley, which is over off to the east of us, and they're probably another 200,000.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, and I'm looking right here on my phone. You guys can see here's Denver. And then uh, we got Fort Collins and Greeley right there, right around. So that's a pretty good little metro market. You're gonna be able to build half a million people, roughly, probably in a two-hour, two-hour area. Uh, I think you got a lot of really cool stuff coming, man. Because, so, so let's talk a little bit about what your business is like now. What, maybe what your personal life, managing your business is like now. Going from 100% break fix, having to kill your dinner every single day because i i remember those days that's tough i had a retail store when i first started that's a tough world to live in uh to what it's like now having managed contracts and and recurring revenue that's under contract talk about what the what the mindset changes or maybe your mental makeup so i mean it's definitely a lot
1: less stressful um it's nice to know it's nice to know what our minimum numbers are every single month you know i don't have to worry about budgeting so much you know what we're going to be able to take home versus what we got to use to to pay our subcontractors or to pay our bills um a lot less stress it's still a little hard because i am still considered a one-man shop so i'm still putting a lot of time in but i know that at any moment that i can i can i can you know hand that off to somebody else yeah
0: yeah so Thinking about all this, and this is a great story, I, I and for you guys listening, I know we don't have a, a huge monster MSP on the line, but that's okay. Like, Michael, I'm super proud of you to go from zero to where you're at now as a still single-person shop. You realize what what those kind of numbers are for somebody with a job. Like, you know, you're making $10,000, $15,000 a month that you can take home. That's pretty damn solid, dude. Like, I, I mean, everyone is going to be happy with that in their life. What's your thoughts on scale or growth? And where where is your head at there? I know we were talking in Green Room about the Greeley and Fort Collins stuff. What's your thoughts on that?
1: So, I mean, we probably need two more solid contracts to where I can hire our, our first full-time tech. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can see it, right? It's the horizon is right there and mm-hmm. I can see it happening probably within the next quarter. And I think once that happens, that is really going to free my time up to continue doing sales and marketing. To a point where I can get out of that as well, and I can yeah. start watching.
0: Yeah, I like that. One of the things that I gave Michael in the in the green room was, I think you should establish an office. Like right now, uh, beginning January twenty twenty four. We're we're uh, December twelfth twenty twenty three guys right now, so you know where we're at. So I think what you should do, and this is just Chris Entrepreneur Brain, uh, find a co working space in Greeley it's going to be like a hundred bucks a month to establish an office there. And they just, they have an address, they have a location, do the same thing in Fort Collins and start laying the groundwork for SEO and get it out there and get it going. Because then when you're ready, you could start to mark it down. Do you have any niches that you focus on that you'd like to work with?
1: We have really been uh, working with bookkeepers and CPAs, mostly bookkeepers. Um, They seem to be the ones that are a little more afraid of what could happen to them with the FTC safeguards. Yeah, yeah. DPA's like are a lot of them feel like they're already being protected, but it all comes down to education. So we're educating them together because they work so closely I, together.
0: I think, man. So look how this is already kind of coming together. You build a little, you know, build a couple of offices. Sorry for you can hear my dogs and can't see what's going on I'm gonna have, uh, down the street apparently. um But you could build a couple of co-working spaces. Just have a mailing address and be able to establish an office because Google now makes you actually have a physical office there in order to be in Google My Business. So that's kind of why you do that. Then you start to advertise, build a list of CPAs only, bookkeepers only in the Greeley market, in the Fort Collins market. And you start to push out that stuff to those people. same, And pretty soon you're going to – and you know what's cool about our process, Michael, you have a built-in – fully remotable sales process that you can run soup to nuts right what's your what's your thoughts on that whole thing are we i'm gonna hold you to this whole thing because i just built, built we just built this on the
1: i mean i think it's a good idea and honestly i hadn't thought about it i thought that i was close enough to fort collins and Greeley that loveland could still be our headquarters but um i think it makes some sense to put a presence in those towns yeah you know, um, I have no, I've no—I've never looked at the pricing, so I really don't know what we're looking at. It's,
0: it's, it's not expensive, man. Like, literally, uh, I have multiple physical offices that are just like that. Basically, co-working spaces that you can just do it. So, that's really cool. I would try it. Worst thing that happens is you have headquarters. I, and I would keep Loveland as an HQ and just have sales office here, sales office here. That's fine. Companies do that all the time. A lot, what it used to be was a rep's house. Now you kind of can't do that anymore because you can't have a physical location, but you can easily do a co-working space. Um, I was my headquarters was a WeWork for five years. All right. Now we're physical location. Okay, this is awesome. I love that. So cool stuff that we just built on the fly with Michael. Um, I got a couple things that I want to get from you. So obviously you took it from the break fix zero dollar. You had a computer store kind of thing, place all the way to you know multiple clients. Tons of recurring revenue. All this different stuff is a one-person shop. What's a couple of tips you can give the MSP that's either the startup MSP or the smaller guy that's out there listening that says, "Oh, I can't do this. I'm a one-person shop." And you get all this, uh, you know. Cindy Phillips is our our head sales trainer here, and she calls it head trash. You get all this head trash around. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do. What What's your thoughts? How did you do? How did you do it?
1: So my biggest. My biggest... The biggest thing that kept me from growing at first was thinking that I could not increase our prices to our existing customers. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of called myself an MSP for five to six years. We had very few people on month to month contracts. Um, none of them were on an extended, you know, 12, 24, 36 month contract. So I basically told them, you know, we, 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 we talked about cybersecurity, the things that are changing, what they're going to need to do to start protecting themselves and what it was going to cost. And I was afraid it took me five or six months to close our first no or our first client, because it took me that long to finally decide I need to talk to them about this and I need to be honest with them about it. So be honest, you know, charge what it's worth and uh, don't be afraid to put people on contract.
0: Yeah. Do you think, and this is a little bit of a shameless plug here. Do you think that our process helped you to convey that or, or, or where's your head on that? We've not talked about this. So I'm curious where, where, do you, do you think you could have done this on your own or do you, were we an accelerant or did that help?
1: I definitely 100% uh, put all of our growth into this program because I was, I had no ideas, you know, like I said, we lost, we were losing that one client who was half of our revenue. Um, I was scared, you know, to, to lose twelve thousand dollars a month in revenue. Yeah. wing that there was that I probably couldn't pay myself for a while. Um, yeah. Um, I had to put whatever I could into into play.
0: Yeah, it gets real scary real fast, right? And uh, you know, I think one of the things that I'm, I'm and I'm going to give you guys a second thing that I watched Michael do over the last couple three years here. Um, you had discipline. There was a lot of, I'm going to work on this on my own. How many clients do you have that you went through with our program? Like that you actually ran the play on?
1: Um, So total, so we currently have 22 on full cybersecurity. I think we started with about probably nine.
0: Okay. So what Michael did then is he went back to his existing nine clients, ran the seven figure MSP, what we call run the play. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, I'm kind of assuming a little bit of these things, but you went back, ran the play on these existing clients. And at the same time, it taught you how to, you practiced and you learned how to sell the right way to the new guys. And now cybersecurity is your differentiator going in. Am I off base on any of that? Not at all. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of our standard thing that we do guys that are listening to this. Um, that's awesome to hear, man. I'm so stoked about that. That's exactly what our goal is for the program. Uh, What other thing would you say, you know, we got the discipline, we got the, the, the raise your prices and trust that you can do that to your clients, but you got to have a way to do it, which I think we give you that accelerated way. Uh, Shameless plug again. Um, Second thing is that discipline that you had to actually do that across. Cause we definitely have people in the program that are like, Oh, I don't want to talk to my clients. I'm scared to have this conversation. I can't charge them more. Even in the program, there's people that are scared to do that because it seems like this giant monster that they don't want to deal with. How do we get past that? And then I got I want one more tip from you. How do we get past that giant monster in your own head?
1: I think you just have to do it. Um you know, you upgrade one client to the new stack, to the new cybersecurity protocols and it's going to more than cover whatever you might lose, yeah, to the other customers that just don't want to change. And there's there's going to be people who don't want to change, right? They just they don't see the value sometimes in what we do until they get hacked, right? But if you show them what their risk is, yeah. you know, their eyes open up.
0: Yeah. Well, we're yeah. changing the we're changing the discussion from it just being about tools and tech and installs and support to you're going to get hacked. What's your plan?
1: Right. Yes.
0: Yeah, I like that at all. I like that a lot. So what do you think? And I think I think your mindset of you just got to do it is a really good one. Uh, for you guys that, and Michael, I will tell you, there's people that I can sit there and tell they just got to do it all day. It doesn't matter because the the fear of change is great, way more than the fear of what might be maybe. So they're just not going to change. So you got to really just push yourself and say, I got to make a change. Because the thing, guys, this change is, you know, we're coming further down the cybersecurity road, further down the everyone's going to get hacked road. Further down the your competitors are going to walk in the door and talk Michael's gonna walk in the door of your client and talk about cybersecurity and you're gonna get hung up to dry because he's gonna kill you in terms of you know deliverable and charge two to three times more. Am I am I right on that?
1: No, that's right. You know, we've um most of our upgrades have been probably 400 percent in what we were charging before. Yeah. yeah, that's great.
0: Have you gone into any existing clients or not uh any brand new? Clients for you that had existing IT and you charge them more?
1: Uh most of the clients, no, I have not taken anybody away. Most okay. of the ones that we've come across have been they've been new to, to manage IT. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's just an interesting question because we are definitely, and I know you're in, in our coaching a lot, and you see there's guys out there that are charging two, three, four, five times what their existing I MSP was charging, and they're still stealing the deal from them. So okay. So I want one more, we're coming down to the wire here on time. I want one more brilliant Michael Roybal idea that we can give our, our listeners and viewers that will help them
1: make their MSP more profitable. I think the biggest factor that we've had in the last six to nine months is putting our face out there on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, and just sharing what we know. We don't need to sell anybody, but if we share what we know about cybersecurity, people are going to ask themselves, do I need this? And am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah. they realize that they're not, you know, they're going to pick up the phone and say, let's have a quick chat.
0: Yeah. I think that's key. Uh, One of the things that uh, we just did a roadshow in Los Angeles last week and One of the guys was there and he said, I am here at your event because you give away all this great free content and your free content is this good. I can't imagine what your paid content is. So for you, give them checklists, guides, self-help stuff. Here's why you need to do it. Here's how you can do a cybersecurity self-assessment, kind of stuff like that. Give them all this. They're not going to do it, guys. They're not techs. They need your help. And they don't have access to the tools you have access to. So give them everything. And Michael, me, to you, whatever you think of in terms of I need these templates, bring it to me, bring it to Lindsay, bring it to our team. We'll create it for you. Like that's Lindsay's like a Canva master. So just create all the content you need. And then you get out there and you educate like crazy, man. I love that so much. That is such a good tip. How did you personally get over that? And I don't know if you had this, but a lot of people have this. I don't want to put myself out there. I'm uncomfortable. I got imposter syndrome. There's everybody better than me. I don't want to be on live videos. I don't want to be on webinars. How did you get past that? You just did it again, didn't you? Yeah, I
1: I did it, but I had to do it. Right. I was in a a financial position that my life was about ready to change so drastically that it was going to hurt. Right. Um, I'm in a position now where I can see that we're, we're getting debt free as a business and as an individual right. So that I can grow this business. Right. Um, fear was my number one holdback. And I know that, and, you know, it takes a lot to get me to move. You know, my wife tells me that I don't, I don't start moving until I start feeling pain. Yeah. And now I'm trying to create that, not the pain, but the pleasure. I need to understand that if I keep doing this, I'm not, program, going, down, I'm not
0: going down this road with you, man.
1: <laughs> if I keep doing this program, the way it was designed, um, I'm just going to start growing exponentially at this point. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so, and I will tell you, there's not much more powerful than an entrepreneur that's got to feed his family. There's not much more powerful than that, I think. Okay, Michael, uh, really great story. Any any parting words from you today? Because this has been awesome
1: little chat. I will say that whatever investment that you guys are going to put into your MSP, um, this is one of the few that has paid off for me. Well, thanks, man. I'm glad to hear it. Would I I invest into this program? Because I've already got it back tenfold. That's amazing. Uh,
0: That's, and you and I know each other in person. You know, we've not like spent a massive amount of time together, but we've met and hung out. I think, you know, I really care and I really want you guys to grow. So that makes me, that's why I do this is to make sure you guys obviously makes a good living for me. And some people are like, girl, about the money. Hey, money's great. I'm awesome with it, but I want to see my people succeed. It doesn't do me any good if people don't succeed. So, And your hands-on, and we
1: appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that, man.
0: Uh, okay, Michael Royball, IT Colorado. Great job. Really proud of you. I'm going to hold you accountable, and I'm going to say it is December 12th, 2023. By March 12th, 2024, i want to come back on another episode and talk about your two new sales offices in Greeley and Fort Collins, Colorado, and how much you're kicking ass. Okay.
1: All right,
0: look, look. That I love it. All right, guys. Uh, great episode today with Mr. Michael Roywell from IT Colorado. We'll see you guys next episode. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, any of our visual channels, it's great to see you. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Sirium XM, etc., all that other stuff, great to listen to you. We'd love to have you watch because we're
1: full video, full audio. Good to see you, and we'll see you guys next time. Have a great day.